and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> and with us, we have special guest Eileen Dobbins. Welcome to the show, Eileen. Hi, Thank you. Hi Eileen. <laughs> How are you doing, Eileen? Why don't you tell everybody who you are and, and uh, a little bit about yourself and where they can find you online and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, um, Eileen Dobbins. I'm a stand-up comic based here out of Salt Lake. Um, I'm on all the usual social media places, except I'm not on, um, uh, what's the new one that all the kids are on? That's TikTok. The one you can apply that at any, at any point. I won't be on it while any of the kids are on it. But, um, Eileen as a jerk is my handle. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Which couldn't be further from the truth. I'm just going to knock my desk over. It'll be fine. Well, welcome, Eileen. We're glad to have you. Um, we are excited to talk today about a movie came out in 1989. Um, Tracy, your name is going to make more sense here once we let everybody know the movie that we're talking about, which is Heather's. And this was your Heather. choice. Eileen. Why did you want to make us watch this movie? Oh, because it's so good. It's too good not to rewatch. Or it's too good not to watch the first time if you haven't seen it already. It's so funny. So funny. I'm feeling a little Veronica today. I probably should have put that on my. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't go on theme with the movie today with my name. My I got a Father's Day gift for my wife. She made a shirt, Top Dad. So I went with that instead today because I think you're. I think you just like to rub how cool your wife is in our face all the time that we don't get to hang out with your cool wife. So when people meet me, they don't, I'm the kind of guy that they look at and they're like, he can't have a cool wife because he's kind of a dork. So I like to rub in that my wife what? is actually really cool. And uh, so that's totally every opportunity it's worth doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll do it. So this so movie, for those that haven't watched yeah, it, go ahead, Tracy. Tell us about it, Jake. Oh no! See, I'm going to have you guys explain it to me like I'm someone who's never seen it before. Okay. Did no, you, you not watch one, it? Really? I didn't have an opportunity to watch it, so I have not okay, seen no, Heather's no before. So I want the okay. three of you to convince me why I should go watch it. Well, then let me preface by saying I was homeschooled K through 12. That's important because my perception of what happens in high school. It's formed entirely by what I've seen in movies. It's it's all accurate. That's totally accurate. That's exactly how high school is, is movies. This is what I picture high school, the real high school experience, is what happens in others, right? That's what I So, Jake, if you were to take Mean Girls and you were going to add drugs, like real hardcore drugs, bad hair, bad clothing and potty mouths, it would be Heather's. Yeah. Okay. But not as good and not as funny as Mean Girls. Okay. A lot darker. Right. A lot darker. A lot darker. Yes. <laughs> Maybe more suicide and murder than Mean Girls. Yeah. Well, Real so murder. Not pretend any... murder, but real murder. Real murder. Wow. That's intense. I mean, there wasn't any suicide. That's what high school was in. like. That's true. I so I went to high school on the east side of the valley, and like hard drugs and murder and suicide, like that was high school for sure on the east side of Salt Lake. So I won't say the name of the high school because I don't want people to feel bad if they weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm now I'm curious. There wasn't any murder. There was no murder. I'm I'm just kidding. Dang it. <laughs> Terrible. So this has so, Winona Judd in it, right? No. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. <laughs> Who said Judd? No. Who said Judd? I was going to say, I, was gonna say, I don't know Judd. how you could make this movie possibly any worse than it is, but if you were to add Winona Judd instead of Winona Ryder, it would be worse than how I feel about this movie. Film. I feel bad. I feel bad because if you're a guest on our show and usually I like all the movies, this is probably the worst movie that I am going to talk about on movies that make us ever. 
wow. ever out of any movie we, we've ever talked about. Like this even, is the worst. So this congratulations. Wow. This is the worst review I've ever heard of Heather's actually, because it's really, usually I'm, the, usually I'm the one with the negative attitude. I'm going to get the hate mail today. I'm going to get the hate mail and it's okay. So I'm also a little Cal, hangry because oh. yeah, I'm a little hangry because, um, I have spent three days kind of on and off fasting. I also okay. had to go to my daughter's high school today for the last time and had a little altercation. Um, I really need a Snickers and some pizza. But um, I think this is the thing. When I watched this movie in junior high and I had a really like big crush on Christian Slater mm-hmm. and I Which thought Winona Ryder funny. was amazing. I really liked this movie. That was about it in that little junior high like element. After junior high, I've tried to watch it several more times and I have not liked it since. And I gave it another chance yesterday while I was eating sugar just to make sure that nothing would inhibit how I felt about this movie. And it didn't work. (laughs) Well, interesting. Because wow. Eileen's a huge fan. I liked it. Um, it was different what, re-watching it because I hadn't seen it in years. Um, what really stood out to me is this is definitely an 80s film. This mm-hmm. is a very dated in its, in its look and feel. But it was kind of ahead of its time in a lot of ways. You, I mean, you couldn't make this movie now. You couldn't have after Columbine and some of the other things that we've had. I don't think this movie could get made. Interesting. That's a solid point. That's a really solid point. Um, and honestly, I'm here for your angst about it, Val. I love that, like, you don't love it. Because I feel like it's not <laughs> I'm so happy because I really didn't want to, like, scare you away on the first <laughs> one. <laughs> no, it's a cult classic. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. it, either you're in the niche that every joke is like, oh, that really hurts me in a deep place and makes me laugh. Or you're like, that's not that funny. <laughs> it sounds like you're in the latter group. And I can respect that. I'm like, I get that. But uh, for me, it really, I don't know. It me, I just felt like those girls were mean. Oh, just oh sure. They're like, all of the characters are terrible people. Really. All of the, the main, all the Heathers, certainly mm-hmm. terrible um, and even the protagonist is an anti-hero, really, at best. Right. Um, and I don't know, but it, it's so funny to me. Like, I thought, do teenagers really talk like this in high school? For a long time, I thought that there were teenagers in high schools spouting dialogue like you hear in this movie. How very. How very. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's just, there's a, these are the most adult teenagers like you've ever seen or encountered. Even the most non-binet face. She uses the word myriad in a suicide note. So she's very adult. So the only one of us that could really speak to that would be Tracy. Because he was the only one that would have been old enough to be in high school when this movie (laughs) came out. The rest of us were too young. So I, I, I mean, 14, in, in the late 90s, okay, okay, okay. So not even close to high school, not even close. <laughs> I did, I did see this when I was in high school. I, I, I didn't do well at the box office when it came out, but it definitely gained cult status. Um, and when I started working um, at the video store back in the old day, I checked it out on VHS and. Being an outsider in high school, I could relate to a lot of the themes and stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's – go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, unless you're one of the popular cliques, mm-hmm. um, and even the kids in the popular cliques, now that you look back, they probably were miserable too. Like high school is just – junior high and high school is a, a rough, rough time. You know, and I was kind of that outcast in high school. And so I wasn't one of the, the cliques and and a lot of the themes of being feeling like you're an outsider and you're angry about it and you're kind of trapped in this bubble that somebody else puts you in. 
I mean, I, I get it. I related to that quite a bit. Mm. I didn't I, see this movie. I think a lot of the stuff okay. that made me uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you. No, no. Go ahead, Val. I was going to say a lot of the stuff that I guess I I don't um, like now is like when I was in junior high and watching it, I really didn't know or understand a lot of what they were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. I just had this romantic idea that you've got Winona Ryder, not Winona Judd, but Winona Ryder. <laughs> and she's like this brunette that looked like me. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a Heather. She was a Veronica. I felt very much like, especially going to school here in Utah, not blonde hair, blue eyed. I didn't go to the same church as everyone. So there was this very romanticized thing. Like I'm Veronica. This is really cool. You've got the brewing, you know, the brooding kind of guy in the corner, Christian Slater. And, you know, I was totally into all of his movies at the time. So I can see how you can romanticize it again. And in, in, in junior high, In like early high school, I was like, okay, but I also didn't quite understand a lot of the things they were saying until I watched it again yesterday. And I, like you, I was like, they're talking about a lot of things that I didn't know at that age, but Mm -hmm. I do have a teenage daughter now. And I've heard some things come out of those high school kids mouths that they do. Some of them do talk like that. I did not talk like that. I had no idea what I, yes, I swore. Yes. I played tough, but I had no idea all the sexual things they were talking about. I didn't know what those words were. And you Uh watch yesterday I'm watching this movie and I'm like, Holy crap. How did my mom let me watch this movie? (laughs) That's why I was watching it after school when my parents are at work. Right. There you go. So I totally get, people like it and especially as you go through the movie take take the killing out just kind of the whole idea of it's our turn to kind of get back the mean girls by being mean to the mean girls and it leads up to this like big huge you know standoff event like i get all of that and how it's how it seems really cool. But I think yesterday as i was watching it is tracy i was kind of like you i didn't really fit in high school, like people mm-hmm. didn't really know what to do me. So like I had certain groups of people that I hung out with, but it wasn't, you know, I, I felt outside even with the outsiders. Do you know what I mean? And so for me watching a movie where it's just blatant hate, maybe it's cause right now with everything going on, watching this mm-hmm. movie when mm-hmm. it's just blatant hate and meanness, I was like, why am I watching this? But I just, I guess I just didn't find it funny because like, I felt like I was around the kids that were being hurt. And I, you know, I didn't really care for that at all. I, I guess I don't care for that kind of humor. And it wasn't, I don't think it was clever humor. It was crass just to be crass humor to me, you know? I think there's some pretty good one-liners in there, though. From a comedy writing perspective, there's some really good lines in there that really pack a punch. And like, like you said, it's a one-liner that really packs a punch and like a I don't know, layered ideas, which is really hard to do in such a short form joke and in the context of this story, which is so heavy, right? I mean, it, it's, I just think it's, uh, for what it is, it's really well done. But I can also respect if you don't like what it is, you're really not going to enjoy it. You know, it, it, it really isn't for everyone. And it is a little bit catcher in the rye. It's like reading Catcher in the Rye with yeah. adult, and you're like, okay, well, how about you get a job and get a, you know, like, uh, sorry, if reading Catcher in the Rye is triggering for me as an adult, and so I can get that, like, <laughs> I can get that some of it comes off as like, okay. But what I did really like is the um, communication between the adults and the teenagers, I feel like is really well portrayed in just the disconnect there. And how the adults are trying to help, but in a way that is so alien to the teens that there's right. such a contrast. Right. And it's interesting you bring up uh, Catcher in the Rye because JD's named after JD Salinger. 
And it's, uh, uh, let me tell you, it's not right to look at young Christian Slater the way one wants to in this movie. But what a character! That's okay. I I was I was thinking young Winona Ryder was. Uh... <sighs> well, see, I can I understand. I understand. That's all I can say. <laughs> Even though she's like pretty much my age, I still felt bad last night. Like, oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't think she's attractive, but she's my age, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing, though. You go back, you watch her. She's my age, but at the time she but wasn't. At the time my she age. wasn't. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. But I mean, there's like I said, some of the one-liners. One of the ones that stood out to me was the one about that's uh, really good pate, and I got a jet if I'm going to hit the funeral in time. You know, <laughs> just kind of. Just the contrast there just, just really, really got me. And the other one was, uh, did you eat a brain tumor for breakfast? I don't know why, but that one struck me as very funny. Did you know the actress who delivers that line died of a brain tumor? Oh, my I gosh. I read that. I read that. Yeah. Late no. Years later. That's not funny. Why am I laughing? That's a horrible oh, thing to no. laugh at. I, that's the whole point of the movie. It's a shock laugh. Don't feel bad, Jake. It was a shock laugh. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. But but, but it fits with the theme of this movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's all a shock laugh. <laughs> you you laugh and then you're like, I shouldn't laugh at that, but that was kind of funny. But um, but yeah, I I think it's interesting going back and I at the time my movie knowledge wasn't as strong as it is now, but I never realized how much Christian Slater is trying to channel Jack Nicholson. Mm. Like, like he's got that. His delivery, I can't even do it. I'm not even going to attempt it, but he just sounds like he's trying to be Jack Nicholson so bad. And I was, I'm, I'm curious if that was on purpose or if that was a directorial choice or, or what. Don't you feel like that was kind of always Christian Slater? Like, even as Will Scarlet in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, you got that a little bit, you yeah, know, but, but like hardcore. I played that part. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the Kevin Costner one, right? Yes, it's the Kevin Costner one, which I loved that movie as a kid. I don't know that I would love it as much if I watched it now. My because mom I don't loved know that Alan Rickman. My mom like loved it. Alan Rickman in that one. Alan Rickman's amazing in everything. So, well, yeah, but he was really good as the sheriff in that. I mean, <laughs> really, really good. Anyway, this isn't Robin Hood <laughs> Prince of Thieves, though. I don't know why you keep bringing it up, Tracy. I don't know why. Um, maybe because I haven't watched Heather's, so I'm trying to kill some time. I'm not trying. Listen, I do think. Um, I I do think the cinematography was very clever um, in this film. Um, the way that they do the shots to really make you know who's in charge at the moment, and then who kind of slips away from being important if you pay attention attention to like the camera angles at the beginning of the film you see all of like when Winona is in um camera it's usually at least a quarter or full of her yeah. right mm -hmm. but when you see Heather it's a lot tighter shots like they have control I don't know if that was on purpose or not but at later in the film as she gets to be a little more in her power with her and Christian Slater's character, you do see more of the tighter shots with them, like more empowering shots. You're not looking down at her like you are at the beginning of the film. Um, so I, I did think that that was clever. Um, and it was kind of an 80s thing that you kind of see in... Um, uh, what's the other film came around right around the same time? Um, Can't Buy Me Love, which had some of the same characters mm. um, in it as this. Is the they did kind of the same coloring of that film as well. And they did kind of that close up and that like the tightness that you don't usually get now because it, it is kind of jarring. But at the time, like when you have characters in a movie that are bullies, it kind of helps you kind of feel like, okay, they're kind of overtaking me as somebody that's watching the film. So you do kind of feel like you're mm -hmm. being bullied, which I think is super smart. Yeah. I, I, I love stuff like that because I think the average person that goes and, and watches a movie, they feel those things when they're watching it. And like that kind of stuff adds to their experience, but they don't necessarily right. pick up on 
why they feel that way. And I love the little subtle things that a director and a cinematographer can do together to kind of make a movie feel the way they want it to feel. And I think that's a really good example. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's some really interesting trivia um, about this film. I wanted to bring up a couple of spots. Um, Brad Pitt originally auditioned for the role of JD. Oh, interesting. Which would have been very interesting. I can't. <laughs> um, Heather Graham was originally, let's see, which role was she for? Um, shoot. I lost it. Anyway. Um, Heather Graham was almost in this. Shannon Doherty got on 90210 because of this movie. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, she was so little. She was such a baby in this movie. Right? I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot she was in that. Um, but I thought the other thing that was interesting is the same week that Winona Ryder got the script for this, um, a friend of hers in high school committed suicide, and that made her wow. even more uh, intent on doing this film. Oh, wow. And I think a lot of it is because in the 80s, you had these high school m- movies. You had the, the let's see, was was it John Hughes? Was he the mm-hmm. high school? Yeah. So I think this was like yeah. the far extreme of that, like a, as a reaction to those type of films. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's an interesting thing to look at a lot of the films that came out in the 80s, especially the high school that are based in a high school because it's almost like this innocence is lost as far as, as high school goes and the stories that they're dealing with are, are a little bit, I mean, even you've got the John Hughes movies, but even movies like dirty dancing and things like that, where the, the themes and the things that they're dealing with are a lot more mature than what you would expect from high school, because I don't want to disillusion you, Eileen, but I, I like high school wasn't like, a John Hughes movie for me. <laughs> no, Which I wish it would have been. I think I would have had more fun, but it, it just wasn't it's because you were on the east side with all the drugs and the murders. That's correct. Yeah, on the east side with all the drugs and the Representing murders. Representing on the east side. It's true, but yeah, I think it's an interesting thing to look at high school movies in the eighties because um, it, it was kind of this hard turn into a little bit more mature theming, a little bit more um, angsty characters uh, that I don't know was there as much in the, in the sixties and seventies with these kinds of, well, with high school the movies. of punk music moving in right around the same mm-hmm. time. And like mm-hmm. the whole teenage attitude shifted. You see it in right. like all forms of media. It's just like so much angst, which I right. love because it fuels my work day now when, you know, like as an adult, but it was not productive at all. Well, it led us into the into the grunge movement. You know, punk rock and grunge came in late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. So this fit right in that area. And this was this was like Eileen said, this was a cult movie. I got told about this movie from friends, um, and my parents didn't necessarily want me to watch it. They didn't really know what it was about, but they thought it was R. And it was weird. Certain R films were okay and some weren't. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't see this until I was pretty much out of high school and working at the video store. Hmm. Did you notice, like, how the first Heather dies and there's they're going to take an hour out of school and then two of the male football team have a suicide and suddenly the whole school is canceled and everything's out. And I'm like, oh, interesting. I did notice that. Now that does check out for high school. That is totally like, right. Cause high school athletics and football players, like they're a big deal. Like yeah. random, random girl, not a big deal. Football players, absolutely big deal. I'm not saying it's right, by the way, I'm against it altogether, but yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I feel like 1988 was kind of the year of the misfit movies because you Mm -hmm. had Heathers, you had Beetlejuice, which was something we'd never seen before. Mississippi Burning came out that same year. Willow. It's like they're all like misfit movies. Big comes came out that same year. Um, It was there was a little theme going on. Die Hard, man. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, and Who all framed of Roger films. Rabbit doesn't really fit into that category, but it also came out that year. And it doesn't I think it fits in that category. category. 
I defy you to categorize <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So, I think it's a misfit movie. I mean, when you look at Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like you've got these cartoon characters in a very adult themed movie. And it's like, is it a kid's movie? Is it an adult movie? Is it, it's just its own thing. You know? So there you go. A whole year of misfit movies, 1988. Yeah. And all of those. Oh, go ahead, Eileen. Oh, I was just going to say my parents recorded who framed Roger rabbit rabbit, but it was too adult. So they recorded over parts of it. The home VHS thing. So there's what? still parts of Who Framed Roger Rabbit I have never seen. Oh my wow. gosh, that so, is awesome! It's on so Netflix. What did they tape, right did they tape over the parts that you weren't I, able to see? I did watch it and like make a list of what they ta- what they deemed inappropriate for children. <laughs> I feel like so most the, of it probably revolved around Jessica Rabbit because I think so yeah, like and so he, what did they cover it up with? So. You would just hit record on your VHS, and then it would right. just record like static. So there's okay. like static blank screen, like interesting. Scene. Yeah, my parents were. They that also was like the poltergeist. Oh, sorry, Val. What was that? It's like the poltergeist. I'm gonna say yeah. so. It's like the poltergeist. You're having a really good time, and then all of a sudden, come into the light. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> was the Holy Ghost, so it was perfect. <laughs> Jake, I have to say that whatever you've got going on behind you, Jake, it makes me it makes it look like you have um like a light bulb and you should constantly just be having like very smart ideas coming out of your mouth. Well, we definitely need to fix that cuz that's you know, <laughs> so um I it's interesting those movies that you mentioned from 1988 because um they are all cult classics, right? I mean, like that whole list, Beetlejuice, Heathers, um, Die Hard. Those are all movies that like people love and have strong feelings Cocktail. toward. What's, which one? Cocktail was a good one that a lot of people yeah. oh, don't yeah. remember or watch. And I love that movie. But Rain Man also came out that year. And so did The Land Before Time. So. Oh. One of the greatest non movies. Cartoon movies ever made. Time. <laughs> well, we so and Deliver came out. Young Guns, Young Guns, Young guns. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's a good one. And the Great Outdoors. Oh my gosh! Can we talk about the Great Outdoors one time? Sure. I don't so, think I've Eileen, seen Outdoors. Maybe I should make myself. Eileen, a list. I'm curious. Did your parents let you watch any it's any stupid. of Cool World? Uh, no, my parents didn't think anything made after the year 1958 was appropriate. So we watched a lot of Turner classic movies. Sweet. But I've caught up a lot as an adult. Like, I didn't see my first R-rated movie until I was in my 20s. But boy, have I made up for a lot of time. Hey, better late than never. So, see, I, I had a similar experience not watching a lot of R-rated movies growing up. But when I worked at a movie theater, that's when I rebelled. That was my rebellious phase of like going and seeing R-rated movies because I could see them for free. And yeah, so that's too much temptation. No one could expect you to resist R-rated movies if you're getting in for free. Like that <laughs> My only disappointment was like a couple of them that I went to go see when I was being super rebellious was like the negotiator and like scream three years. Like it wasn't even like the original scream movie. So it wasn't like really good R rated movies. So I feel like I wasted a lot of my rebelliousness on crap and I should have been more selective. <laughs> you still have time. Like, I feel like you put a timer on this. No, I, yeah, I, I watch, I watch, but I'm, I am selective about the movies that I will watch that are, if I'm going to watch something that I think is going to have language that I don't like or violence or something that I want to be selective and make sure that it's a good movie. I don't want to just waste it on whatever. So I'm, You're not I'm a little watch bit blood blood. Probably not. <laughs> that was no, John Cobb and really. Yeah. Bloodshot. Nobody should watch that. No. Yeah. Oh, see, I had no desire. Right? Yeah. See, yeah, and I know the comics cool. blood spot. Bloodshot, and so I was like, I don't, I'm not interested in Bloodspot. Bloodspot, totally, totally different. different movie. <laughs> anyway, 
I wanted to ask Val what you think of Heather's as a cautionary tale for young female daters. Uh-huh. How many red flags? I mean, does Veronica ignore like before any murder. There's at least a half dozen red flags, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're, yeah, if somebody if somebody tries to to tell you that murder's ever the answer, you should just leave. That's a flag. Go away, well, um, regardless he, he of whether you date murder. them or not. But well, like he tells her it's, it's fake murder. murder. Like, these are tranquilizer uh, bullets. Yeah, I mean, well, these are things that I think about. My daughter is dating. My daughter is dating, and all I can think about every time she tells me about a boy is like, is he a serial killer? Is he like, I just want to go. And now what's great is that we have social media and I can go and stalk all these boys <sighs> and I can see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So what you got to do. Yeah. You got <coughs> yeah, to you you make a fake account Val, so that you can like go. So they don't know that it's you that's stalking them and like friend them and stuff. I've got, I've, Got a friend. They should be a officer. I can give you all the pointers that he used to catch all of the criminals on social media. Oh, honey, oh. you're so cute. I'm a woman. I'm a mom, and I'm Italian. I, I'm good. Like I got it down, honey. But you're you're adorable. Well, thank you. My mom thinks so. So that's good news. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think. Again, I can see. I can totally see how this movie is appealing. And when I was younger, I liked it for me. It just didn't carry over to adulthood. I don't know if it is just too painful for me to watch or what. Um, But I just, it's not one, like it was really hard for me to make it all the way through. Like I was making excuses of what else I could be doing or watching. And, um, so it, it just, for me, it just didn't transition over out of, you know, tweenhood into adulthood for me. Okay. Did you do so, a palate cleanser afterwards? I want to know what your palate cleanser was. Oh yeah. I've been, I've been cleansing since I'm still in cleanse mode <laughs> right now. I actually, I had pushed pause on the cleanse to come in here to talk about this. And then afterwards I will be going so back. You gotta to re- so you're backtracking on the cleanse. You're taking steps back. <laughs> It's a it's a two steps forward, one step back thing. That's what you're saying. Yes. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Paula. <laughs> well, it's '80s. Yeah, I know. It's it's right in with the theme of '80s. I didn't even mean for that to happen, but you know, you're welcome. I'm pretty sure her birthday's in a couple of days. Is it really? So, I, Eileen, since you and I both enjoyed this more than Jake or, or Val, I'm curious. I have a question for you. Do you feel like it kind of loses some of its bite the last 20, 25, 30 minutes? Yeah, I feel like it builds so much momentum so fast. And then you do feel a bit of a, a slowing action that's, I don't, I feel like it, it it could be trimmed down maybe a little bit, but I, um, I don't know. I don't, the first time you watch it, it doesn't feel that way to me. So because it only drags since I've seen it since, I'm just attributing that to just my own knowing what it, what's about to happen and being anxious for it to happen, you know? Gotcha. So for me, they, they gave her like too quick of a redemption arc. Mm. Like it was just kind of like all of a sudden, Oh, we got to make her a better person. Yeah. And I don't know that that part didn't quite gel for me. So like, like if you're gonna, it. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like bad Santa, which is kind of in the same vein. If you're going to go to the extremes, you're going to go to you got to go all the way, and you got to do it all the way through. Or is that just me? Did you also feel like for Veronica, who has this incredible IQ, she was a little way too gullible, like. Mm-hmm unbelievably gullible which i guess was jd's point in saying and on some level you wanted to do this right that's what he was trying but it, it's just like it, you didn't 
like like you said, the Lufthansa, the, I want to call them Lufthansa bullets, which is actually a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, that's I believe that it, and I don't. Tons of bullets are just like fast planes, I'll, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I believe her being so gullible and so smart at the same time, and I'll probably get hate mail for this too. But I went to um, a very well-known Catholic high school where people were very, very book smart and very, very street not so smart. Um, and so there was a lot of gullible. I mean, their vocabulary was amazing. They got straight A's, but they were gullible when or, or just inept when it came to kind of real life kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, so, you know, and I think when you look at where they live and where they're from and how their parents talk to them and treat them, you know, like there's not really a whole lot of accountability going on there. She doesn't really live in a world where like, they get in trouble for anything like these girls are dicks. Right. And nobody's right. checking them on being dicks. So well, I they feel, play like croquet, they feel like, so that tells you right there. Okay. Never trust like anyone croquet. who plays croquet. <laughs> well, like, there's I haven't two, played in years, but it's fun. There's, there's two different types of croquet, right? Like there's the croquet that your friend had set up in the backyard that you like the hoops were all like bent out of shape and you had to like stick them in the grass. And then there's people that like do it. I got a garden party and they're super that's rigid. That's what these like, people do. Yeah. So if it's like mm-hmm. backyard croquet, that's totally fine. But, but like real legitimate croquet is probably not. Yeah. These, these, these girls are playing hardcore. Wow, croquet. I had no idea you had this. I didn't know you had this like deep loathing for backyard croquet. No, I like backyard croquet. I think it's fine. I, that's my kind he doesn't of doesn't like the pretentious croquet. Yeah, pretentious croquet, the real croquet. The yeah. mallet is the symbol of the oppressor. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and the girls, I get it. I, thank you. The girls are using I mean, the mallet to hit the balls. Used, it has been used in several movies as the oppressor. Now, I really felt like when when you see that first shot of her and her head is what they're like aiming for the croquet. I was like, this is very Alice in Wonderland with mm-hmm. you know the croquet and being oppressive to you know, the underlings, like it's croquet must be this, like, there's like a secret, like knock or handshake that leads you to a group somewhere. Don't, if someone asks you, if you want to go play croquet, don't, you don't know where you're going to end up. I feel like it's a gateway game. It's a gateway <laughs> game to oppressive. I feel like this conversation is going horrible. places. It's going to get me in a lot of trouble with some of my friends, Val. I just need to kind of, you're getting too close to the truth. We've just got to cut it off there before we go any deeper. It's a secret society of croquet players. I love it. I totally believe that. That's the whitest thing I can think of. <laughs> it's a secret croquet didn't, society. Didn't croquet play a big part? We're going to get um, shut down. We are going to get shut down. I know. Right now. <laughs> Well, I want to say the croquet mallet was originally used in Stings the Shining in the book. Oh. I want to say it's a croquet and they changed it to an axe for the movie. Hmm. But I could be wrong. I'm feeling really weird. Like, I want to go and now do a lot of Googling about croquet and like secret group. And there's got to be some kind of. There's got to be some kind of guy somewhere that has like a vlog that's Val, all you better about hide like your IP address. Yeah, you better hide oh, your IP address. Conspiracy because theory out there somewhere. Like croquet. The feds watch for these searches. Like, how does it all go together? Do you say the feds watch for these searches? Yeah, there's certain yeah. phrases and keywords that can trigger a fed, so you got to be careful. Croquet is a big one. Yeah, <laughs> bomb mallet. Those are the ones. Mallet. How about mallet? Mallet. All I know, I had a friend once at the airport mentioned croquet, and I haven't seen him since. Gone. (laughs) That's going to be my safe word on the show from now on. Like outside of this group, anytime we have a guest on the show and I feel like it's going in a direction that I don't like, I'm just going to be like, croquet's fun. And then you guys can be like, whoa. So we're gonna, I'm just going to throw it out there. Croquet. We're going to go with the assumption that our guests don't watch the show, which is probably a safe <laughs> assumption. <laughs> I watch. 
Thanks, Eileen. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. I, I got to tell you too that reading about the 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 potential casting, the other one that killed me is they almost cast uh, Jim Carrey. Really? Because this would have been which he was ah, a big deal. Which I could see. I could see Jim Carrey doing JD, not doing JD, but you know, playing JD. That's a totally that, different movie. That would be my favorite Jim Carrey movie. If it like, might be right. Yes. So He's cool. got kind of that dark comic yeah. edge, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I would have known about it so much sooner if he'd done this movie, right? I waited so long to find out about his his hard edge, Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know, we sat through a lot of comedies first before we knew yep. he had depth. So that would have been cool. Hmm. His career may have looked very different because, I mean, in 88, he wasn't a big deal at all. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. It was uh what was that Fox show he was on? Um In Living Color. In Living Color, thank you. Wasn't that like early nineties? Mm-hmm. So this would have been before that. I just think he was too gangly and not like broody. Like I think Christian Slater has the perfect like short broodiness. I think Jim Carrey would have been too gangly and it, it's I hard to see say it. because we know Jim Carrey now. And it's hard to picture a young Jim Carrey in a role like this that would be that dark, edgy comedy kind of role because he, the beginning of his career, he was very goofy and that's what he was known for. And, mm-hmm. um, obviously now we know he's got some extreme acting chops, but we didn't, you know, a lot of times with sketch comedy, you don't think that those people can do serious drama, right? Kind of roles. So, right. Thank you. JD less Mansony, which I feel like Christian Slater's a little Mansony, little Mansony. We might see him a little bit more. What's a better serial killer? Oh, why do I always have trouble comparing people to the serial killer? <laughs> it's hard. Well, there's just so many to choose from. <laughs> a little more Bundy, a little more Mansony, a little more Bundy. But I don't know. I'd be interested to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Josh 12 is reminding us so, that Jim Carrey was in Once Bitten. I think, yeah. That oh, was like, wow. Yes. Oh, that I was another one. That, that, movie. I, that was another one that I saw when I was at the video store because I got three rentals a night. I've never seen this, but the description is fantastic. <laughs> I'm watching you that. Could have probably, we, could, we could make, we could remake Once Bitten this weekend. We could just do it together and use like one of our houses because really there's like four whole locations and all the other locations look like they're all on the same location somewhere, (laughs) but we could all do it together. We can grab some friends, grab some dry ice. I'm sure somebody's got a coffin laying around somewhere. We could totally do it. We can't use my house though. It's currently infested by children. So. That won't work. I was going to say, just the talking about doing this at home, did you guys see there was a group that made their own version of Alien? It's like five minutes long and they used a bunch of cardboard. <laughs> like awesome. they made a homemade version since they were in quarantine. They made a homemade version of Alien and it's about five minutes long and it's great. That's awesome. Oh, Can we post it on our Facebook page? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, well, speaking uh, kind of in the same vein, so I'm I'm a trailer guy. Like, I love going to the movies early so I can see the trailers. I challenge you guys to watch the trailer for this movie. It's on Google, and we can post it on our Facebook page, too. But trailers were so different back then than they are now. And the great thing is they spell Shannon Doherty's name wrong. It's D O U G H, like, like dough or tea. I'm like, oh, that's Hollywood's just, just been trying to piss her off from the beginning. Like Hollywood's just had her number from the beginning. They're just like, we don't want her to be happy at all. We want to make her miserable. We're going to start now, and we're going to keep doing it. Yeah, they've done a really, really good job. Unfortunately, so. Um, I mean, she's helped as well. It's kind of been a 
Yeah, duo, it's a joint effort. Really, like absolutely. She admits it. So, what do you guys? Right. What are your What are your thoughts right. on Winona Ryder? Because I'm hit or miss with Winona. I mean, I've, I've yeah, there are some that. movies that I think she's just fantastic in, and then there are some movies that I don't. I'm not crazy about. I do think she was a great fit, great casting for this movie, even though it's not my favorite movie. I do think that she fits this character very well and is believable as this character. Um, but yeah, it's hit and miss for me with her. Yeah. All right. Oh, All right, Tracy. Here oh, yeah. Go. Is, this, is this the one that you were talking about? That 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 is it. This better be good. If this is disappointing, I'm just I'm, you're off the show. It's already amazing. They <laughs> did this all in quarantine. Well, they interrupted the course of our journey. Why? Seems she's intercepted a transmission. Why are they all so good looking? A transmission? Well, the beards. That's why. It's the OS? beards. I don't know. Human? It's all about the beard. The one guy in the blue shirt obviously is struggling with the beard. I mean, look at these special effects. That's impressive. Are you seeing this? What is I love it? how the guys are... It's like eggs or something. This, this right. egg shot is great. Wait a minute. Okay, Just next movement. shot. <laughs> it seems to have life. Wait. Organic life. <laughs> <laughs> Ripley, open the hatch. That's an order. I read you. The answer is negative. All right. We will post that on our Facebook so page. Great. Everybody can go and, and watch that. The alien's made out of cardboard. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's, that's well done. That's fun. <laughs> I love how creative people have gotten uh with a lot of the stuff that they've been doing you can find on YouTube and things like that. Um that's cool. It's cool. Eileen, how are you holding up not being able to really perform? Um it's different. Um it's <laughs> I have to say, I have a great deal of social anxiety usually. So in a way COVID-19 has completely given me an out in that I no longer have to go anywhere or have fear of missing out. So in a lot of ways, I've been greatly relieved mentally and emotionally by the fact that I cannot leave my home because now it's like, oh, I'd love to, but I can't. Um, So I really can't complain about that. Other than, like I mentioned, now it's going to be really hard to leave the house when I can leave the house. It's going to be <laughs> really hard. <laughs> but, you know, I, do you, I don't do you, find it. Do you miss the stage? Uh, I do, but I've been writing a lot. Good. Um, editing, a lot of editing. So it's a great time to hit your slush pile, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and see what was funny to you six months ago that is now depressing you know <laughs> Pop those out. no you can't use them that's why you wait <laughs> you should do like some zoom comedy shows i've thought about that but then i thought oh i also want to do a comedy special where i just stand on my bed and this is just the whole special just from here down just i like it i would i would watch that to- We'll call it lay down comedy. Lay down comedy? Lay down because it's a bed instead of sleep. Oh. But, uh, no, I, I don't if, if, if you're cutting the head off, you can call it topless comedy, and then it would just be a surprise when people start <laughs> watching it. Like, wait, this is not what I was expecting. That's genius. That is not nice, Jake. That is not nice. I think it's hilarious. I'm going to give you to the croquet people. <laughs> when somebody when, when I think someone is promising me boobs and then I don't get boobs that is not nice that is like the worst thing you can do to somebody I think it's hilarious and I don't know how to tell you this Val but I am the croquet people so you can't just <laughs> 
I mean, don't tell and me. Is what. that your I, signal in the bat in the background? Is that pink circle with all the lines? Are you like sending secret if, signals out yeah, to if, people? If I position my head just right and it looks like a halo, that's the signal to to cut it off. It's you know, in the show, come get you guys. Um, who knows? All right. Oh, I knew I, it. I found, I found this one here, Tracy. Let's take a look at this. We'll end it and then we'll go to we'll do this and we'll do grades um, and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully this is the right trailer. Oh, yeah. you're thinking. Do you turn on the sound? Is it not working? Dang it. All right. Sounds not working. It did on we the alien one. Push share sound. I forgot to push share sound. This is my first time ever working a computer, so you guys are going to have to, you know. <laughs> Did people forgive have me. class more when they wore those big shoulder pads? I, was that a thing? Like, like wearing big oh, big shoulder pads were huge. Like their jackets look heavy <laughs> with those shoulder pads. Um, I was hearing a lot of secrets and lost dreams in there. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna try this one more time because I've got the sound okay. on now. I wanted to be a member of the most powerful clicking school. Dear diary, Heather said she teaches people real life. You were nothing before you met me. You're a Girl Scout cookie. Does it not bother you that everyone in this school thinks that you're a piranha? Those are some killer shoulder pads. You a Heather? No. I'm a Veronica. I don't really like my friends. I don't really like your friends either. <laughs> They're people I work with, and my job is really popular. Oh, yeah, so this is a different trailer. trailer. This is the original, but yeah, that's okay. We'll find it and post it. It's so good, though. Yeah, I'll find the old Just one and get it posted. Your worst enemy. Same difference. <laughs> My teen angst has a body count. This was a tragic thing. Hallelujah. We scared people into not being assholes. What did you say, dickhead? Whoa. <laughs> 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 did not want them dead. That was a good part. It did not. It did not. I love my dad. son. <laughs> That line. Out of control. This is filthy. What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Take out her tonsils? Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life and suck. You know what's funny? <laughs> That's I've heard the same music. Very effectively advertised Jane Austen movies. It's just like. <laughs> It's just a very funny, very funny promo. It doesn't strike me as the right sound at all. No, no. like, I'm, I'm that did, like what you guys described, that didn't look like that at all. I was like, well, this kind of looks funny. I mean, okay, the guns, obviously, and, you know, the knives and everything. But, oh, it seems like it's I'm really funny. offended by the 80s because in the 80s, like, all of the good people had blonde hair and yeah. all of the bad people had brown hair. So they gave Christian Slater brown hair because he's a bad character in this movie. And Wayne Ryder right. kind of turns against and he's the brunette. And I feel like that was all of my 80s was like the mm -hmm. brunette's the bad one. Well, it's yeah, like, I have a I similar thing as an adult. All the bad guys are bald. All the evil bad guys are bald. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Uncle Fester. True. It's, it's one or the other. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So I remember, yeah, it, it was I mean, a weird time. I mean, Die Hard, he gets bald as he gets, and he's amazing and sexy. That's like well, the one caveat, yeah. Yeah. Well, well then you got like Jason Statham. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It, it, look, <laughs> The Rock. Jason Statham, The Rock, and Tracy. Like four bald guys <laughs> that are just awesome. That is a combo that is never uttered in by a human being anywhere. Ever. Right now, human being, that's me. Done. There you go. That was the truly original composition. Yeah. You know, usually they say everything's been done. That's never been done. I'd pay to see that movie, though. 
All right. We'll have to find the original trailer because the original I'll, trailer, I'll man, it. it's so deeper. different. That was like a two-second yeah. search. So I'll dig deeper and I'll no, find it. No, you did good. You did good. All right. What are you guys going to give this movie grade-wise? I only do uh, letter grades. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is kind of appropriate school. for a high school movie. Yeah. So, Eileen, in school, because I know you were homeschooled, so you would get a letter grade based on A was good, and then F was really bad, and then anything in between there. Oh, my mom did some, some, something similar, only her system was, do it again, or, <laughs> okay. okay, next thing. <laughs> um, okay, but I, I get it. I, I, think I understand the concept. I give it, I think, I give it a B. I give it a B. It's not the, a life-changing film, but the story is engaging. The acting is good. The dialogue is, for me, makes the film. The dialogue is what sells it. Um, and it all flows and is, I, I think, uh, really cohesive. Yeah, I feel good with that. B. B is B safe. That's, that's a good grade. Uh, right. I would like to say Noel pointed out that Dr. Evil was bald. Yeah, I don't know. He knew we were looking for good guys that were bald. We know the bad guys are bald, though. I don't know, like, (laughs) a good guy. Doctor Evil. Evil? His name is Doctor Evil. I thought of another. Mister Clean is another good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Mister Clean. Need the gold earring. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with with a B as well. This uh, this kind of scratched my nostalgic itch. Um, Like I said, I hadn't seen this in a long time. Um, I'm with Val. I didn't catch a lot of the jokes when I was younger, and now I'm like, okay. Um, But I think that, like I said earlier, I don't know if you could make this movie now, but it was kind of a warning shot across the bow that we didn't that we didn't notice, like dealing with high school violence and shootings and uh, that kind of pent up anger. Um, there are some great lines in this one. Um, this is probably my favorite Winona writer performance. Um, I mean, I really like Beetlejuice and a few others of hers, but um, this, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give this one a B. All right. Val. And then here comes Debbie Downer. <laughs> this one brings down the curve. It's my turn to be a Debbie Downer. It's my turn. No, I think um, I think the lowest we've ever gone as a grade was like my C minus for onward. I'm giving it a D plus. Wow. Ooh, new level. All right. All right. Yeah, that might be the new low. I'd have to go back and see if I can find the missing episode <laughs> to see what we gave Ready Player One. But I... I would be willing to cleanse myself with Ready Player One instead of watch this movie again. No! Don't you dare! Now I don't you dare! I have to watch it to see who's right here. That Um, is that is the movie that 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 is the film that shall not be spoken of. Croquet life. Croquet life. All right. Well, if you have feedback for this episode or anything, you can send it to us at uh, podcast at movies that make us.com. You can also comment here on Facebook or Facebook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why not? Judd is on Facebook. <laughs> you know, check us out on Facebook and uh, don't forget about don't, Twitter. Don't Google and, that. Don't yeah, ever don't Google, Google that. that. Yeah, that, would, that sounds terrifying. Uh, no, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the places you can find us. Eileen, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. You're welcome back anytime that we want to talk about a movie that Val hates. You can come back anytime. We talk about it. <laughs> there really we'll are list. not many. There are not we'll many. So she you, just happened to win the lottery us. with this one. <laughs> so if you're in Salt Lake and post-COVID, go see Eileen's stand-up. She's fantastic. Oh, thanks, Tracy. Yeah, Bye, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm I was going to say, true story. So tell us online where people can find you again. Um, Eileen Robbins. I think I'm the only one under the age of 75. So, <laughs> or like, Eileen jokes. Eileen is a jerk. It'll all lead to me. Do you mean you're the all only Eileen, Eileen under 75 or the only Eileen under 75 on the internet? Um, 
Dobbins, so far as I know, because I looked all of them up, but I'm still working on the Eileen question. Yeah. The jury's still out on that. I, I have an eight-year-old daughter whose middle name is Eileen, so. Oh, I like you carrying on the tradition. Someone I didn't know that. Yeah. She spells it different, but that's okay. It's it's pronounced the same. And I sing that um, song to her all the time. Come on, Eileen. But anyway, all right, that's it. We're going to close the show now. But thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for listening, watching. And we won't see you at the movies. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.